This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, coming up here, oh, we are. We're joined by Brett Boone, host of the Brett Boone podcast, an Odyssey original featuring the most notable names in the MLB and all around sports every week. He is on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, friend of the show, Brett Boone. Hi, Brett. How are you? How you doing? Good. Hello, Brett. Good. You feel good about this friend of the show status now that you, you're with us more than once, oh. man? You're you're in. <laughs> That's right. I'm part of part of the team. There's What's no financial on, reward. <laughs> there is no financial reward for it. That's true. Not even a oh, free I know T-shirt. that. I know. I know that. <laughs> so so much better to play than to be talking about the game, um, Brett. I, I want to ask you about Bo Naylor, uh, who the Guardians just called up catcher. I think the fans have been waiting for him a long time. You know, obviously his brother's here. Um, and I, I just, I'm curious what it's like from a player's perspective when you see a guy come to the roster, 23 years old, you know he's been in the minors, you know the fans are expecting him. Like, how, how does that play in the clubhouse? Well, I think it's welcome. I know they designated Zanino, and, yeah. you know, he was having a rough time. I know Naylor's been kind of in the wings. There's been a lot of talk about it. I, I remember a couple months ago they were they were kind of tossing that idea around <clears throat> whether this was the time. I, I think I came up in a non-pennant race situation, so I'm I'm just reverting back to my experience. Sure. And you know, usually teams they're very they're very decisive on how they make these moves. Obviously, they look at him as a future guy for them. They don't want to put him in the wrong spot. And there's a lot of things that go into it from a front office standpoint. They take into consideration the player, uh, the personality, the maturity level. Can he handle a certain situation? I look at this Cleveland team, and I know people in Cleveland aren't jumping up and down, excited about where the Guardians are at this stage in the season. But they're right in the middle of a pennant race in in that central division. We've talked about this quite a bit in the last couple of shows on how mediocre that central division is, especially compared to the West and the East. So they're very much in this pennant race, and they just felt that this kid was ready. Uh, you know, physically, obviously, he's ready, but mentally to step in and, and kind of be in a pennant race. I think teams, especially like the Guardians, especially having uh, Frank Cohn as your first skipper, that's definitely an advantage because he's going to do everything that Tito does to make him as comfortable as can be. And, and I think it should be a smooth transition. It's no different than the rest of us, though. You know, coming to the big leagues, getting our feet wet. We've done everything we, we need to do in the minor leagues to earn that earn that promotion. But you still got to do it at the big league level. And, and, and as much as nowadays it seems like the younger players are embraced at an earlier stage. In my day, it was a little more of 
of hard luck and or not hard luck, tough love and a earn your stripes. It's a little easier nowadays because everybody's just more welcoming you from the beginning, but it's still tough being a big leaguer, proving that you're a big leaguer. And most importantly, in every player's mind, feeling like you belong. That's a, that's a process that we all go through at, at, our, at our pace. Brett, was it weird when Aaron walked yeah. in the clubhouse in Cincinnati in, in what was it, 97 for the first time, and now all of a sudden you guys are teammates? What was that like? <laughs> it wasn't. It, it was, uh, you know, we were in spring training together, obviously. We've been together our whole life. Um, it, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it, I think about this all the time because you look back at your career and you think of little milestones and, and cool things that happened to you, and there there are certain things that come to mind. 98 was our season that we played a, a bulk of games as him being the third baseman, I'm the second baseman. And once you get beyond that, oh, it's really cool that we're brothers and we're playing in the big leagues, Yeah, that kind of wears off real quick. And when that bell rings at 7 o'clock, it's, it's not uh, Brett and Aaron, the brothers. It's, hey, you better give me a good feed at second base, and you're just another teammate out there. The nice part about that was was kind of – being able to mentor him a little bit. Aaron didn't need that much. I mean, he was ready to go when he got there. But having those times where on an off day you go have lunch with your brother and now it's not so much the teammate. In the locker room, he was a younger player. He kind of hung with the younger uh, players. So we had kind of different cliques that we hung in. But uh, looking back, nothing but fond memories, really cool. I uh, wish I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. Uh, but but I think everybody says that 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 plays in the big leagues and then one day they're they're retired and they're looking back on their career. That's the one thing I hear from a lot of guys is I wish I would have stopped and and just enjoyed it a little bit more. But this game is so intense and it's every day. You really don't have time to do that. Should be a huge help for Bo Naylor having brother here, right? Especially oh, awesome. as a young catcher. Yeah. Right, and and he's his brother's established. He's he's gotten hot recently too. He's up to about two ninety, yeah. so that's that's gonna be better. He's gonna be in a better mood. Uh, but yeah, it, it's always nice, you know, because a lot of times when you first come up, especially if you just don't get off to a hot start, it becomes kind of lonely in the big leagues when you know you're around a, a bunch of players that have done at that level, and you're the next one trying to prove that you belong. Having a brother there, that's going to be a really cool thing for him. Just somebody to lean on, someone to hang around with, uh, have lunch with on the road, away from the ballpark. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a nice advantage to have and a nice perk. Uh, Brett, Tristan McKenzie, you know, there were high hopes for him to be able to come back. Right now, another setback with his sore elbow, and it starts making us thinking, well, should the Guardians be thinking about trading Shane Bieber? Or if they, you know, despite what the record is, the standings keep telling you that you're in the race. And, um, you know, Jeff and I were both saying yesterday, I'm like, look, if Tristan's out, they've got to hang on to Bieber. Um, what do you think? I don't even think it's a question that you that you uh, keep Bieber. You have to. Um, this game is so fleeting. Uh, you, you take advantage of the situation. Yes, the record isn't where it's they want it to be. It's 33 and 38. The good good thing is, once again, I'm going to emphasize their division stinks. The, the leader of the division <laughs> is sub 500. <laughs> You got a you got a legitimate number one starter that uh, on the open market oh would would garner huge rewards. I, I think if Shane B, or if Bieber was available, 
uh, there'd be clubs lining up to get his services. But you're two games out. Just remember that you're two games out. It doesn't come along that that opportunity to go to the postseason and make a run. Uh, I learned in my career, I I thought, you know, I got to go to a World Series. I got a a lot of playoff opportunities early in my career, and I just thought, oh, this is great. We're going to go to the playoffs every year. You know, I'll probably win a couple World Series. Then it's over. Looking back, man, it is so hard. And I I, I just think when you have the chance, the opportunity, even though right now the record is the way it is, I think a year ago the Phillies proved that. In today's climate, in today, with today's system, the way it's set up, so many playoff opportunities, 12 in both leagues, uh, it's, been easy, it's easier than ever to get to the postseason. But like the Phillies a year ago, they kind of came limping into the playoffs, grabbed a wild card spot. We're two games away from one in the World Series. So in this current format, anything could happen. And why not the Guardians? So, no, I think at this stage – you're not even considering uh, putting Bieber out on the open market. McKenzie, that was disappointing to me. He came back his first outing. He was great. Five shutout innings. He had a rough start, his second start, but now he's out with the with the elbow. Bibby and, and Allen, uh, Allen had a rough start this week, but he's been pretty darn good. Quantrill's still hurt. Zavale, uh, you know, he's still sitting below a three ERA. you got a lot of pitching on this team. You're sixth in the league. Uh, the offense is, is kind of – you know, they talk about the offense of the Guardians all the time, and I'm like, well, what do you really expect out of this team? If you go up and down this roster, you know, do you expect a, a Blue Jays type of offense? Absolutely not. I think everybody's kind of doing what they're supposed to do, with the, except Jimenez having a little bit of off year, but last year was a big year for him. Ramirez's numbers are going to be right where they are at the end of the year. I'm looking at Naylor. He's right on pace to do what he did a year ago. So when I look at this roster, it doesn't pop out at me like, wow, these should be killing it offensively and leading in all these categories. No, not at all. The way they did it last year is they were, they were very uh, efficient offensively. They played defense, and they pitched. And I think that's going to be the formula this year. they got to pitch. McKenzie being out scares me a little bit. They really need him. He was the anchor a year ago. But uh, all in all, yeah, don't look at the record, throw it out. It's all about getting to the dance, and they're two games out of the division right now. Brett Boone joining us. He's Odyssey Sports MLB insider. We were talking about Shohei Otani earlier in the show, Brett. And I, oh, I, man. I, well, I tell me, <laughs> do you think he's – obviously right now he's an aberration. You know, I mean, you don't have two-way guys. He's a superhero. Could he be a trendsetter, though? Do you think Major League Baseball maybe rethinks how they – you know, if you draft a, a young guy who's a pitcher who is a really good hitter, you keep a bat in his hands, Brett, as you try to develop him, or maybe you know you turn him into a relief pitcher or something like. Tell me, is this a is this a well, one off or is, is it a trendsetter? Oh, absolutely! It's finally, it's been proven that it, that that you can do it. Um, I have to admit myself when. when you know, when Otani was coming along years ago, I thought, I, I just shook my head and said, you can't do that. There's no way you can do that at the at the big league level. You know, I know as a hitter how hard it is and what I had to do on a daily basis to keep myself ready for 162 games. And then I thought, and on top of that, I got to go hang out with these pitchers and do what they do in between starts. It's a fantasy at the highest level. Yeah, you see kids in, in previous years do it at the college level. But once you get to pro- professional baseball, let alone the big leagues, it was just too much. Well, I think Otani's thrown that all out the window. And I'm as floored as anybody. I'm the biggest fan 
I, I'm as big of a fan of Shohei Otani as I think anybody. Uh, you know, I'm not one to really toot people's horns. Yeah, I, I respect players. I, I, you know, I give credit where credit is due. But this guy blows me away. I mean, what he's doing offensively, and I'm looking at his numbers right here. They're ridiculous. He's got 22 homers, 61 RBI. He's hitting 285. Uh, and then on the mound, he's got 105 punch outs. He's six and two with a 3-2 ERA. He's doing it at the highest, highest level on both sides. I thought if you if you get an Otani type player, a, a two way player, and they could hit sixth or seventh in the lineup, being be a solid everyday player, not an all star, but a solid. Then you could have a guy. If he if he chipped in in the bullpen, you know he was a he was an innings eater for you. Not not in a real role, seventh, eighth, ninth inning, you know, high leverage situation, but just an arm in the bullpen. I think that would be unbelievable every year to to, to be able to do that two ways and just be a solid big league player would be off the charts. I never thought that was attainable, but this guy's doing it at an all star level on both sides. He never it never ceases to amaze me. He's got 10 stolen bases. This guy's going to hit, steal 20 bags, start every fifth day, hit 40 homers. I mean, it, I'm scared for the guys out there because the bidding on him, it's not going to be about the money. It's going to be north of $500 million. Wow. Uh, there's going to be teams lining up. But my thing is this. If I'm an owner right now, I'm looking at this Shohei Otani. Of course I want him. He's a, he's a box office draw. He's a rock star. He's an unbelievable player. But is this too good to be true? It's like every year I just wait for something to happen. Like, can he do it? He's doing it again. This should be his third MVP in a row. I was in his corner last year. Aaron Judge, unbelievable year, hitting 62 homers. That has to be recognized. But what Otani did last year, I don't even think it was close. He's the MVP. Otani is the MVP if he stays healthy, <laughs> in my opinion. He's going to win his, his second. And I say he should have won. This should be the third year in a row he's, he's won it. But it scares me in the offseason. If I'm an owner, of course I want him. He makes my team better right now. But can this, if I'm going to make that investment, five, six hundred million dollars, is this too good to be true? Can this, can this go on for five, six, seven years? I don't know. We're going to see. I hope it does because I think he's nothing but great for the game of baseball. Uh, I think it's going to be fun to see how many season tickets he sells if he goes somewhere. You know. Like yeah, I, I that, love that watching alone that is stuff. worth it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. One dumb uh, personal question I want to ask you. I just I look at the you know living the baseball life for you as a, as a kid. Do you have a pro football team you follow? Is it the Bengals or is it who is it? I, I really don't. I you wish don't? Okay. I was this big fan that could tell you. I, you know, I I I, I I I still keep my eye on the Eagles. Uh, just because I was born and raised in New Jersey, well, until high school, until right. my sophomore year in high school, I was back there. So I was a big Eagle fan, Sixer fan, uh, Flyers fan. And that's the way sports are in Philly. You know, if sure. you're in Philly, you better be a fan of those. So I still am. My brother is a avid fan. I mean, he puts on his Eagles jersey on Sunday and, and uh, you know, sits in front of the TV. He's a big fan like that. I'm not really – I keep my eye on the Seahawks just because of my – ties to the city of Seattle and the time spent there. But as far as being a fan, I'm really not a fan of anything. I'm a fan of the game. I don't have a team I follow in baseball. Same with football. I'm a huge golf fan. That's what I love. I love watching golf. If I have time off and I have my 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 choice and I got the remote, 
I'll watch golf any day over anything else. But, uh, yeah, baseball is my true love. Uh, I've got to do this and, and not get paid to be this Odyssey insider by you guys. But <laughs> I love doing it. I love breaking it down. But when push comes to shove, just put me on the uh, on the couch watching uh, U.S. Open or any, any major championship. Do you shed a tear on Sunday? Yes or no? Last question for you. Absolutely not. Oh, I was choked. I was choked up when he won on Sunday, man. No, I, was, I, was... I, I, I don't know. I think it's sport. I think it's. I'm happy for the guy. It makes me smile, but I don't get to the to the point of emotional. <laughs> I really don't. Fair I enough. I just love the game, and, and it's cool, and it, it's impressive. You know, and I'm sitting there, I'm talking to my kids, and they're not really into golf. And I said, "Do you know how cool this is to hold this lead on a Sunday when you have never done it before, and you've got and and I love when the you know, at U.S. Open, they seem to do it now. When he got to 18, and he knocked that ball on the green, and here comes the crowd, and it's just seas of people. And I'm looking at it going, all right, that's not a gimme two putt for the average golfer, especially on those type greens. I said, but these guys, it's like it's like shooting a layup. It's like a layup for an NBA guy. It's like me fielding a ground ball. This is simple. But I'm still thinking, wow, with all these people, never done it before, you held this lead the whole time. If he if he three putts, it's a playoff, and he made it a, a no contest. I mean, he knocked it six inches. It was pretty awesome to see and, and fun uh, fun to watch. I was Sundays at a major, that's, that's right up my alley. Brett, as always, you know, we love talking to you and appreciate the conversation. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Brett. All right, he is Brett Boone. He was on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline.